Welcome to more details, please, with your hosts, Emmanuel and Angela Williams, where we dive deeper into conversations with visionary entrepreneurs to discover what it takes to turn passion into purpose. Listen to real-world stories from self-starters and trailblazers and discover strategies and innovations shaping a greener future. Whether you are a seasoned business person or just starting out, let this be your go-to resource for inspiration and actionable tips for success. Join us now as we create a brighter, greener future together. Welcome to More Details, Please, broadcasting live in the Phoenix Business Radio X studio in Tempe, Arizona, where we help entrepreneurs turn their passion into purpose. We're your hosts, Angela. And Emmanuel Williams. And today we have in the studio, Rita Smill. We are so excited to have Rita here. It's so funny. She told me how to pronounce her last name, and that is Polish, and I'm sure I just said it wrong, but Rita. (laughs) She's the owner and founder of Community Resource Advocates, and she's going to share some thoughts and advice on turning her dream into a business. Emmanuel? Well, Rita, we are happy, proud, and privileged to have you here. You know, the thing that we want our audience to understand is that there's a message Um, You bring a wealth of experience, trials and tribulations in life. And we say our theme is turning passion into purpose. And so your passion, whatever it is that you do, that you enjoy, we want to hear about that. But at the same time, we want to know what your purpose and how do you reconcile your passion into purpose to make the world a better place. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. So, Rita, we're going to start with um, letting our audience and our listeners get to know you better. So, we'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us about your business. Okay. And my name is Rita Schmiel here in the United States, but it's spelled with the C-H-M, so it's actually pronounced in Poland, uh, in metal. The C-H is silent. Anyway, uh, Community uh, Resource Advocates is a business where the homeowners can actually go for help with everything from board issues or property manager issues or anything that they need help with. Awesome. So how did you get into this business? Tell me a little bit about your upbringing, background, et cetera. Where are you from? I grew up on a farm, so I always appreciated the nature and the birds and the singing and the flowers. But I started Corporate America in sales because I thought it was the thing I wanted to do. And I ended up in landscaping, of all things, a global company. Uh, But my portion was just the landscaping. I wanted um, the beautification of what the plant is all about and why the birds come to nest and the bees come to eat. But in Arizona, they have this habit of... um, killing the plant material by shearing them and decimating the trees by gutting them. And we don't, we cannot gain that beauty here in the, in Arizona because the contractors are um, not allowing that to happen. Ah, okay. All right. Great. Um, The real problem is the dictation who dictates who does what. If you go to IFMA, which is International Facility Management Association, I did a lot of work with them. My job was to show them how to create a sustainable landscape for their property. They wanted to spend less money and have more beauty. 
So with BOMA, Building Operations Management Association, they wanted to be able to spend less money and have more beauty. But in HOAs, homeowners associations, there is no requirement that anybody gets educated on what that means. So if you talk to a board member or if you talk to a property manager and you say the terms sustainability or if you say the the terms like wanting to use best known practices, they're like, what's wrong with what we're doing? Because they're not given any information at all on what that means. And there you come. So think about um, when you decided to start this business, uh, it, it was a, thinking about it is a whole lot different than making it happen. So what did you do first when you decided there's a need? I decided to educate the board in our community. And I took pictures and brought in the information from ALCA, Arizona Landscape Contractors Association. I brought information on the Tree Council and the Arizona uh, Tree Society. I brought in information on irrigation systems. Instead of taking the information, they started retaliating towards me, cutting all my plants down, sending me threatening letters, um, ignoring me, not answering any questions, um, turning their backs on me. And I didn't understand why, because they were my neighbors, and they used to wave to me across the street. But the minute they got on the board, all of this other activity happened instead. Well, Rita, thank you for being an environmental advocate. I think that our planet is our greatest resource. You know, and I am committed in terms of what we do as a company, Detail Expert, to do everything we could to preserve and protect our environment for our children and future generations to come. And I'm so happy for, for you to be here to share in your journey. What, what, at what point did you decide, okay, I'm going to go into this area of business? And how was that transformation from working in corporate America to transitioning in terms of working this section of your business? I spent three years canvassing our community and knocking on doors and um, asking them to vote me in on the board so I could show them the difference of what a sustainable program, a five-year plan with a 10-year goal is all about. But by the time I did finally get in three years later, the rest of the board was convinced by the property manager to vote me not able to talk to any contractors or to create this plan for them to review. So they told me I can vote any way I want to, but we're going to vote this way with the property manager. And that made my position mute. And then they also threatened that they said somewhere in the bylaws of the legislation that the state of Arizona has that by trying to educate the rest of the people there in our community, that I would be going against the law, they can sue me and they could even take my house. So I had to leave the board to be able to educate, and I wasn't allowed to canvas the community unless I created a business. And then it's free speech because now I'm educating. I'm a business owner creating a business educational plan for our community. But I said, I'm not stopping here. So I've been going to, like, the director of of our environmental quality, Karen Peters, who is— appointed by uh, Katie Hobbs, our governor, and talked to her about it. And she said, we can't dictate how people treat their assets. It's not our job. And so I've been searching who does, and nobody does. Nobody can. 
And I think that that's where I wanted to start with the business is going directly and saying we need legislation because the homeowners don't know that their assets are being damaged by the contractors. They don't know that the property managers are not educated in how to put this together. The board members are just like you and me. They don't have this education backing them. So there's nobody telling them how to run a community. So it became, HOAs became the largest uneducated free-for-all for contractors. They get to come in, do whatever they want, damage everything that you have, and the homeowners have to pay for it. Karen, that, that's a tough spot to be in because now you're advocating for something that even in your own HOA, they didn't want to hear about. So when you think about creating a business for others, how do you help others? And I guess this goes to who is your core customer? Is it a homeowner like you? Yes. Okay. Because the homeowners are also the business managers for their uh, property managers for hospitals and schools and you see the damage in all of these fields. So you can't go to a shopping center without seeing the damaged environment. You can't go to a school without seeing the damaged environment. And in all of our old, old, old established places like McCormick Ranch, or if you go to the Tempe uh, Research Center over there on 101, all those trees are just totally decimated by contractors and nobody's telling them no. But they don't know to tell them no. Nobody's educating anybody. And if you go to um, the states and talk to them, they, that Arizona ex, uh, Extension Office, we have all these tools. We educate all of the contractors, but it is not the contractor's job to educate the board members or the property managers. So they may claim that they have an arborist or they may claim that they are trained in sustainable practices at ALCA, Arizona Landscape Contractors Association. They just send in the people who are not trained and they're like having fun. But you know that that's the thing that I love about what we're doing is that when you talk about turning your passion into purpose, it's really interesting to see the journey of these entrepreneurs. And one of the great characteristics is that you don't take no for an answer and you have the toughness to continue to fight, but it's for greater good. And you see people being taken advantage of. You see that there is a, a organization out there that's bigger than, you know, bigger than you. But at the same time, you still find it in your heart to be able to invest your time, money, and energy and effort to serve a greater good. And that's what this is. This podcast is all about seeing those characteristics that these entrepreneurs embrace and go through because you are constantly transcending and you're constantly evolving as an individual. And to me, you know, when people judge something, whether it's good or bad, you know, a lot of times the worst thing that happened could have been the best thing. Maybe we don't understand it at that time. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to fight because you are evolving as an individual and who knows what opportunities will open up for you. I mean, the exciting thing is you've built your business around advocating for others. Yes, this whole business is advocating not just for our community. It's to help the whole state of Arizona. But this is larger than Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the problem with no uh, five-year plan or no 10-year goal is that the board members get to spend the money any way they feel like they want to. And that means they don't have to be accountable. 
And that's the biggest problem. So they could do all the damage they did to in front of my house and send me all the letters because even while they are damaging all of our assets on the community, because nobody's telling them no. And there's no place in the state of Arizona to help anybody in an HOA. They claim if you go online that ombudsmen will help, but when you contact them, they say, nope, can't help you with HOA issues. If you get a hold, if you go online and you look and say Arizona real estate is supposed to help guide the HOA system, but you get a hold of them, they're like, nope, can't help you. We don't help with HOAs. So there's a contrast that the homeowners have absolutely no place to go. And I've decided that means that this has to be a legislation and highly executed on a level, not just me. It has to be on the level of the people who are also promoting it. And the people who are also promoting this is like the Urban Tree Canopy or uh, Arizona Municipal Water Users Association. Or um, if you go into ALCA, Arizona Landscape Contractors Association. So I'm trying to uh, connect with them and join forces with them so that they can do the education and I can use their educational tools as my effort to educate the homeowners to do what they need, that they know that they should be doing. The number one thing is nobody should be able to manage a community without any education or backing or information for them to go by. But that's how the contractors found the loophole to be able to do whatever they want. Karen, what's exciting is you can look at this like this is an uphill battle. I don't have anybody that can help me. There is a lot of people that need to be educated. How do I get to them all? I want to um, take this conversation to what inspires you to make this world a more beautified and making a difference in the world. What, what inspires you? So when you dig deep, what gets you up in the morning that's inspiring you to take on this challenge? The first thing I do is go outside and listen to the birds sing. And if you don't have trees, you don't have birds. I play in my garden that has all of the flowers growing. And if you don't have flowers, you don't have bees. That kills your food supply. The beauty of being able to walk in your environment and freedom is what the United States claims we're all about. But if you can't do that in your own environment, in your own community, then there's something that needs to be changed. And that's what I want is to be able to do that and show that we can make the change as a team, as a village, together with education, not just because. Well, I think you're a special person because the beauty that you experience is a reflection of the love that's inside of you. And you want to share that with the world because you are a light. That's what this journey is all about. We're just here to help you to maybe enlighten you on some of the things that you're going through to to have to think about it, to have maybe choices to say, wow, I didn't look at it like that. that. You know, I remember it was one time when, you know, I was a boxer. I was in a ring and my dad was my coach. There were things that I didn't want to hear him say because I was like getting my butt whooped. And when he told me to do what I needed to do, because I was so afraid to do it, I kept getting the same results. But one day, I was able to have enough awareness to do what he asked me to do, and that totally changed the way that I used to box. 
And so I'm saying that to say that the blows and the things that we go through in life, whether it was with family, whether it was with career, all of those things that the entrepreneur, we take on those things. And to have you here to carry that load on your back with the love in your heart to want to share with other people, I thank you for that. Yeah, Karen. So, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, personal challenges you have to deal with in business. I mean, you've had some. Tell tell us a little bit about whatever you want to share about your experiences and the things that you have to overcome personally, even while you're on this business journey. Anger. Ah. I had to remove myself from the right and wrong. I had to remove myself from this is good and this is bad. I realized that if you um, talk with any culture, you know, there's a, an air, a consciousness, a feel that people, uh, all, everybody is attached to. And claiming one side is right and one side is wrong removes you from the flow because you're tilted. So you have to understand that I... I it was so eloquently said to me one day that the ether carries no objection. The consciousness has no objection, the objective. And if you look at that, the objective is yours. It's your heart. And then that gives you your purpose. Your, your, not everybody can do environmental. Some people have to be the ones that are technical. Some people have to be the mothers. And I want to be the best mom possible. But if you know in your heart what kind of gets your gander up, that's in you. That's innate in you. That belongs to you. And that's what you use in your power. You mentioned that you noticed in boxing, Emmanuel, that there was at one point you knew the shift. What? gave you the notice of the difference in that shift? It was the pressure. It was the friction. It was, I kept getting hit with right hands. What happened was there was an awakening and there was a shift in consciousness in that I was able to see where I was going wrong. And in that scene, the choice came up because before I didn't have a choice because I didn't see I couldn't understand it because I kept getting hit. And so once I was able to shift and awaken, it's sort of like an awakening. It's like, oh, then I had a choice. And in that choice, empowered action happened. That's exactly how everything is happening. That every person with an entrepreneurial position, everybody who wants to, to move themselves or change something out there, they have that shift in their heart. And uh, people call it the aha moment. Mm -hmm. They call it the epiphany. If I would have known, I would have done different. All of these things. But the journey getting to that point of the aha moment was the part of your life experience, your journey. And that's the part you need to appreciate because you wouldn't have gotten to that aha without the journey getting there first. Yeah, entrepreneurs are known for taking action and taking risks and still making stuff happen. But sometimes you do have to ask yourself, what keeps me motivated? What keeps you motivated? Just life in general. I mean, I, I'm 61 and I'm like, I'm taking on the HOA industry, which is one of the largest corporations in the nation. And I talk with a lawyer. I says, I'm going to be needing some representatives. And he said to me, 
nobody can change the HOA. And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to. Because it did not, I'm not afraid of sharing people. The truth doesn't need defense. We all know that. And, and, and if I'm showing that this is the research, this is the truth, this is the direction, I call it the hundredth monkey. Has anybody heard the term of the hundredth monkey? I have not. The hundredth monkey was a research done in the Philippines. And even though you read it different places and they have different stories, different interpretations, I call it like the Bible, you know, the Quran versus the King James Version. It's their interpretation of what they believe. But the bottom line was they were feeding these monkeys these uh, sweet potatoes and they ground them in the dirt and nobody would touch the sweet potatoes when they were dirty. And one monkey, I think they called her Betsy, grabbed it, went to the spring and started washing that, that sweet potato and eating it. All of the young monkeys went over there and started washing their sweet potatoes to eat. All the older monkeys were like, oh my God, don't do that. You know, that's like scary. But there was, they call it the hundredth monkey because they did not know what percentage it was of all of them starting to eat when all of a sudden it was just normal. Everybody washed their sweet potatoes. And that was like this, the change in the conscious field of even the energy of the monkeys. And we're just talking monkeys. But that kind of behavior changes with migration. And you see that in the oceans. And they even talk about it in astrology. And that's what astrology is all about. That pattern that, you know, getting moving and we're expanding and all this fun stuff. So there's, we are nothing but movements. And if we're going to be moving in a direction, the best way to move is in a direction that feels good. I want environment that feels good. I don't want to be an environment that is dictated to you how you're supposed to be able to live in your own environment. You know, we, we are all a reflection of, of love. The, the flow of life, which is the source, the essence of who we are, which is rooted in love, has barriers. And a lot of those barriers we don't really understand because a lot of those barriers is fear. Fear of the unknown. And that impedes the flow of who we are. But those fears has to be there in order for us to grow. And one of the things that I enjoy about having these type of conversations is that the issue is never the situation. It's our fears and our thoughts and our emotional attachment to our, to our beliefs is the problem. It is what it is, and it's going to never change. You can want it to change as much as you want, but that's not where the problem is. The problem is your unconsciousness of being trapped in your thoughts and your emotions and your past conditioning. And so these situations here and these kind of conversations help us to create space, help us create space to be able to step outside of our comfort zone and become comfortable with being uncomfortable. In that moment is a reincarnation, is a reincarnation of who we are, transcending those fears to get us to another level of light consciousness. And that is the transcendence. And so we become more of who we are. But I, I'm, I'm grateful for the challenge. I'm grateful for the friction because if it had not been for that, then I wouldn't be able to have transcended. And so these are 
very critical nuggets of wisdom that we here at Radio X and Detail Expert like to have conversations because that kind of get to the root of the problem. Because if you don't get to the root of the problem, yep, you can think and you can talk about it and you can, and it's going to continue to pull you into unconsciousness, those unconscious fears. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to hear that you have that an audacity about yourself to be able to step into that uncomfortable space in spite of the odds being against you. And that's what I really love because I think for me and being in business for over 20 years or over 30 years, the journey is not, it first started out as how much money can I make? But what I realized is not about that. It's about who I have become. Because who I have become has everything to do with what I manifest and what I attract on that higher level of, of, of existence, if you will. So that's, I think, that is something that as entrepreneurs can think about. Not to say that money is not important, but the struggles and the resistance and overcoming and becoming is, I think, the key to really connecting to the thing that's going to bring you peace and joy. I agree with you. And I don't think I could even add too much to that. Fear comes from the unknown. We all know that. And joy comes from the unknown also. So however you see anything, both exist. It just depends on which one you want to focus on at that point in time. I've been both. I'm not going to sit there and say I've always, always, always fought for the, the joy. But I have definitely have found myself realizing when you wake up, you're, I'm in the joy already. I don't have to search for it or find out what's going to bring me joy today. That's, that's a, such a comforting. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be anything else. You don't have to find something. You just get to be, and that's a, a very comforting position. And then you get the excitement. Oh, I'm doing something new. I'm going to change the world. Whether it happens in the way I think it should, that has nothing to do with it. But it's going to be changed because I've already made such a stir up there in the state at, that we're working with the legislatures right now. They haven't approved that we're going to put a bill together. But that doesn't mean it's not getting put together. It means that I am going to get the approval. I can feel it in my heart. So, you know, you just talked about something because you're feeling it in your heart. That's like your dream. So, what advice, finally, would you have for our listeners? Being an entrepreneur, how do you turn those dreams and goals into reality? Feeling the way their body feels right now. Tell me more. Well, More you, details, please. <laughs> if you close your eyes, you can also feel your feet. And you can feel your toes and you start wiggling your toes. And then you close your eyes and you can feel your fingers. It brings you within. And all of a sudden, nothing out there exists. Just everything that sits within. There's a great book I was writing a while back. And it's called The Push and Pull Effect. It really just talks about you being who you are as you. The difference between the outside influences or the inside of what's inherited in you. Um, like a good example would be, uh, if I was to ask you, what sound brings joy to you? What sound would you say? I like the birds chirping. 
And if I was to t- ask you what smell, what that brought you joy, mint, knowing there's many, name the first one that comes Lavender. to your mind. And if I was to ask you if um, there was a color you gravitated towards, what color would you pick? Purple. And if I asked you if there was a food that you ate more often than anything else, what food would that be? Grapes. And if I asked you if you were sitting down eating your grapes out in the garden, listening to the birds sing, smelling the lavenders, how would you be feeling in your bliss? Do you how many people in this whole universe would pick those four items? That's because those belong to you. They don't belong to anybody else. If you don't know who you are, you can't find the joy in you. So it's very important to find out who you are just by your five senses. And then your sixth sense moves you because your emotion, your body's motion, your hair grows, your blood flows, your eyes just get to see light. So since you're nothing but emotion and your movement, you get to know who you are and you move towards what feels good. Awesome. You just got the interviewer being interviewed. How about that? All right. There you have it. Rita, that was fantastic. You mind? Well, I I just want to know, and I know we're getting ready to end it, but I I want you to know that in your journey and in your fight, just being here in the studio, bringing your space, bringing your love, I can feel it. So we're all connected, and you are making a difference being who you are. Can I change a word from fight to movement? Because fight is a resisting word. Mm -hmm. And a fight means you, oh my God, oh my God. But if you just move in that direction, there's no resistance along the way. Thank you. Welcome. Wonderful. Rita, how can people get in touch with you? Community Resource Advocates is uh, my website. You can reach me at Rita at Community Resource Advocates. Do you want to spell that out? Yes. And then give us the phone number. Community Resource Advocates, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y, Community Resource, R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E, Resource Advocates, A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E-S. And it is with an S because you can't be just one advocate. You have to have many and all the people who are going to be involved um, are going to be included. So, Got it. And what's your phone number? Where they can reach you? Uh, 602-899-6624. Fantastic. We are so happy to have you here with us. You've been listening to the Phoenix Business Radio X program. This podcast is brought to you by Detail Experts, your mobile steam cleaning company that saves the planet one franchise at a time. Until next time, we're Angela. And Emmanuel Williams. And Rita Schmidt. Thank you for listening to More Details, Please. Presented by Emmanuel and Angela Williams from Detail Experts, the mobile steam cleaning company dedicated to protecting the planet. Be sure to subscribe to More Details, Please on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook at Detail Experts and visit detailexperts.net. That's D-E-T-A-I-L. X-P-E-R-T-S dot net. We hope you've gained some valuable insights from our conversations today. Stay driven by curiosity, and we'll bring you more details next time.